Welcome back to another week of the Underrepresented Perspective. As always, this is Annie, and I'm joined by Jason Campbell, JC of the DC. How are you, Jason? I'm good. Missing my home, missing my family, but I got my two new sister and brother. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, as always, our most favorite sports analyst of the Coin Six, Mr. Marcus Greaves. What is up? Marcus Greaves of the Coin Six. It's not as cool as JC of the DC, but I'm working with it. I'll take whatever name I can get at this point. Any, the real question is, how are you? Oh man, you know we're we're grinding. Med school keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> no one asks about what's going on. We still got assignments and tests due, so Ooh. pushing on, pushing on. Mm, I feel it. I love it. I love it. Any, keep that grind going. You're on your way. You're on your I'm way. Tr- I am trying. You're on your way. Good. All right, JC, start us off with a quote. Absolutely. This is uh, Simon Sinek. Uh, you guys know him. He does lead to inspire. Reminds me of Marcus Greaves. Um, the hey. quote of the day is, failure we can do alone. Success always takes help. Let me run that back one more time for you guys. So, quote, failure we can do alone. Success always takes help. End quote. I, I just want to jump out there. What do you guys think? Any or Marcus. Hit me. I like it. Just the fact of you look at every successful person, no matter what field they're in, no matter what they do uh, or anything that they're a part of, it always there's always more than one person. I think a lot of people tend to lose sight of that, right? You lose sight of, of how many people help you along the way because you're chasing something or chasing a goal, chasing a dream. But at the end of the day, you look at someone, here's a good example, LeBron James. What does LeBron James always talk about? He talks about his wife, Savannah. He talks about his mom talks about his family and his upbringing with everyone that was around him the whole time. He couldn't do it alone. And LeBron James obviously wouldn't be the man he is today without those people that supported the whole way. I a hundred percent feel that. I feel like I'm in the exact same boat and you know, this is a testament to everybody, right. That has been along um, with myself on the ride that I, to get me to who I am to the point I am today, obviously a good example is any, any obviously helped me out a lot in college hey. when I was struggling as a, Student athlete, a lot of the time, math was not my best thing, but I remember Any had plenty of time to help me out. She really did, and she made a big impact, and obviously, in the long run, helped me get a minor in statistics and things like that. She obviously helped me big time along the way. Got to give a shout-out to our very favorite, Any Nako. E-N-I. <laughs> but Wait, just, so, so just in general. Marcus, Marcus, you don't talk about that enough, actually. So, right. so you got a minor in statistics, which is which is five courses. Is that correct? Right. And really assistance all the way from our own any, like you didn't just take like the assistance of like, I'm going to get my, just the bare, the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. You said, please help me actually excel right. in this area. Man, that's right. special. Yeah, she, well, she did help me a lot, man. That's a lot of things. And it's not just me, even my roommates now, um, you know, any help them out as well. And he's the, and he's done a lot for us, man. She was she was clutch in college. She was a huge help. She made a big impact on a lot of people. Uh, maybe we don't tell her that enough, but I'm here to tell her that right now. That yeah, she helped us a lot. Hey, Help me give her, there. give her her flowers, brother. Give her her give flowers. Her round of give her flowers. Oh my gosh! All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So any, so any, tell me. So what's your? Why do you help others? Why do you give back? What is your mentality and mindset around this? Um, oh, heavy question, heavy question. Okay, well, I'm a heavy, I'm a heavy, come on now, you know what to expect. <laughs> this ain't coin six, Marcus. This is JC of the DC. <laughs> it's heavy, heavy, heavy. Any, give me something. 
Well, okay. First of all, thank you for the shout out to Marcus. I will say, um, you know, any help that I did give or any support that I gave during that time, it's never with the intention of, of recognition, I guess you should say. I don't think you should ever help someone with the intention of being recognized for it. I think you should do it if it's purposeful to you. So to answer your question, Jason, I think that's where I find a lot of my purpose is being able to use something that I have, like my, you know, math knowledge, <laughs> not that I'm like, you know, the next Stephen Hawking or anything, but being able to use what tools you have to help others um, reach whatever goals they have, whether they be health oriented or professionally or academically, or even just like emotionally and interpersonally, sometimes people just need emotional support. So um, I think that's, that's usually what motivates me. And it, to get back to your quote, you know, success is something you do to together failure is something you do alone. Success has to be something you do together. There's no way you can reach what you want on your own. And I think the reason why so many people fail um, alone is that they don't know when to ask for help. So I think just as, you know, just as admirable as me giving my time to Marcus and his teammates and some, some people who grew to be my closest friends is the same thing that they're doing is asking for help. I think that's just as admirable. I think, you know, recognizing that you might need some assistance or um, a helping hand or an extra step of the way and being able to, to lower your guard and make yourself vulnerable to ask for someone to step in and do that. I think that is also needs to be recognized as a strength as well. I love that you said that. Um, one, so you said a few things there. One, you said that, you know, yes, I think, I think we can fail together, but often we do fail alone. We do feel isolated. We don't ask for help. And then it's a really bad cycle because now you have failed, you have a failure or a rejection. So now you're even more afraid to ask for help than you were before. And so I definitely push people to, hey, ask for help before the failure or rejection. And then if the failure or rejection occurs, still ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. You you never know what the person you're asking for help has been through themselves. And some of the stuff that they've been through will help you pull yourself up both mentally and physically to then accomplish the goals and the dreams that you want. So I love that. Failure we can do alone. Success always takes help. It takes a village. As any is seeing, as I saw firsthand to get through medical school, oh my Lord, was it a village. It was everyone from the, uh, one of my, uh, tutors and one of the learning specialists to help me best understand how I study for the first and second years. It was the dean saying, hey, you need four more weeks to study for this exam, take it. Like you're not sleeping at night. Like it was a psychiatrist to, to, to say, hey, this medication will help. It was the track coach who became like a second mom to say, hey, you're not feeling well, let me make you some rice and make you some soup uh, or some soupy or some soup or, or some soupy rice, you know? <laughs> so it all, it all matters. Um, and it just takes, it takes a village. Um, and so we definitely please, you know, reach back out. I always reach back out to my letter writers from med school, from Emory, my, my undergrad every couple months, just to say thank you for believing in me when I didn't even believe in myself. And here I am now. And so yes, success always takes help. You got to ask. People don't always know that you're struggling. So don't be afraid to put it out there. Jason, I think just as important as recognizing, you know, teamwork in uh, the medical education is teamwork in medicine itself. Like let's give a quick shout out to all 
the nursing techs and CNAs and nurses and PAs and yes. uh, radiology technicians and respiratory therapists, et cetera, et cetera, yes. et cetera. Yes. Um, we, you know, medicine can't happen without you. It's not just doctors running around and doing things. It's a whole team of people. Right. I mean, it really is. I mean, to make an anesthesiologist or an anesthesiology resident have a good day, there's a lot that goes into it from the wonderful nurses that greet the patients in the morning and, and insert that first uh, IV uh, to help us have access that we will then need to help with our case. And then to maybe not need to place or waste time placing more access, more IVs later on, immensely helpful. The anesthesia techs that help us turn over the rooms and the operating rooms to make sure that our cases start on time. Uh, everyone in between, the custodial staff, the environmental services that clean the rooms for us uh, in between the cases. Now, you know, mama taught, mama Campbell ain't playing no games. So, I mean, you know, once the patient's asleep, I'm, you know, I'm cleaning the room up you know, as I'm watching the patient, you know, making sure that stuff goes in the trash, but there's still things that they're going to clean up that I, you know, cannot clean up during that time. And so it's, it's incredible what, uh, what goes into it to the people that work in the, the cafeteria that are risking their lives so that we can have food during this time. Yeah, it's incredible. Every, every single person of that team should be recognized from, yeah. from, I mean, well, you covered a bunch of people as well, but also, also the spiritual support that we've had right. in hospitals, especially during the COVID. So thank that's you. great. Thank you, every healthcare professional that's out there. We appreciate every single one of you. Yes, we do. I mean, we recognize that, you know, as we move forward, today is Veterans Day. Uh, my late grandfather was a veteran and just everybody who has served in the military. I'm telling you, if you want, I, you know, if, if my if my eyes look a little watery, it's because I was watching some of those homecoming videos when the soldiers surprised yeah. their family members. Oh, oh my God, you better have about two boxes of Kleenex. There <laughs> ain't no way to watch those videos and not cry if you are normal. I'm just putting it out there. Hey, man, Big Brother Marcus is saying that, you know, it's true. <laughs> yeah, man, I might not come off as a crier, but it's funny that you said that because I was scrolling uh, on my Twitter right before I hopped in. That's why I was a little late. I was scrolling on. I saw a video. I was like, all right, what is this? Watched it. One of those homecoming ones, like uh, somebody took a picture and, you know, a big group picture on the NBA court. And then yep. they realized, you know, they looked at the picture they showed them and, yep. and there was the mom. I was like, oh, I got I got to get out of here, man. I got I to gotta talk <laughs> be on careful. the podcast. Be I gotta, careful. <laughs> I can't be. Have, some, be have some Kleenex. I was like, uh, oh, ugly crying, you know, I was dark uh, no. skin, ugly cry. So, uh, yeah. So happy, happy Veterans Day. Thank you. Everyone who's listening that is a service member, has been a service member, desires to be a service member or has relatives that have done any or all of the above. We really appreciate you. You allow us to live free in this country. And now Marcus is choking. <laughs> choked Wait, up. Is he choking he's choked, or choked up? up? The, he's choked up from the JC of the DC uh, oh, soliloquy. It's like Grey's Anatomy in here. Relax, uh, relax. Any, any, what have you, any, what have you learned um, about yourself in these first two years of medical school? Oh gosh. Um, I think the most humbling thing I've learned is that I really don't know even a fraction of what I thought I knew. <laughs> it's like, there's such mm. a massive world out there, not only in medicine, but also in the um, socio-cultural influences that people have to deal with and the things that our patients deal with every day that are beyond our, our clinic um, encounter or bedside encounter. And, um, you know, recognizing that we have an opportunity in medicine to do more than just deliver medicine. We have an opportunity to really improve our communities. And um, we do that, that can take shape in so many different forms. 
And, uh, you know, specialties that I thought I knew things about, I know nothing about. <laughs> like I know just the very surface level and there's so much more to them. And um, everything I've learned has been incredibly humbling. Um, one thing that I have also learned is that the first two years are, um, at, our, at my university, I should say, really enable students to be involved in things extracurricular. And so you have time to be a medical student, but you also have time to pursue a lot of other things. Like I played IM volleyball, I joined a bunch of student um, interest groups, things like that, um, leadership positions, uh, you know, diversity positions, things like that. So you can really make it what you want to. And I, before I came to medical school, um, people who had been to medical school before, like, I, you know, people I would call my mentors or advisors were like, oh man, like medical school is going to be the craziest time of your life and you're not going to know up from down and et cetera, et cetera. But with the community that you build in medical school, it does become a lot more manageable and you do have the opportunity to pursue things bigger than you. Um, so that was a pleasant surprise, I will say. But I yeah, I mean, it's the just opportunity everything. to pursue things bigger than you. Gosh, that's what life should always be about, right? That was great. Thanks. Thanks, JC. Yeah, I love that. I, you know, I was just thinking, and like when you said that uh, about the different things that you've learned, uh, humility is common. I'm sure Marcus sees this in his field, or maybe the lack thereof, but the importance, I think, of humility. And so that brings in, you know, we obviously just had a big election and uh, maybe had or ongoing, whatever you terminology you want to use, our podcast, we, hey, we accept everybody. Uh, I'm not going to say which way I vote, but I'm just, I'm, I'm a black guy from Washington, D.C. That's all you need to know. What I will say, though, <laughs> is that uh, I have a ton of uh, Republican friends. I have a ton of former mentors from the Ohio State. Ohio, we got to talk. But I know I have a ton of uh, conservative <laughs> peoples out there. Hey, and you know, we all get along and all that jazz. That being said, I don't know if y'all saw me dancing in L.A. in West Hollywood. Uh, because, you know, there are these times in life where you have a chance to celebrate something that's close to you. And, um, and so as I was just, I was meeting up with some of my old high school friends. As I was meeting up, as I was meeting up with some of my old high school friends, uh, basically the, uh, it was incredible because there was an uh, African-American woman, a black woman who was in her beautiful Range Rover with her Biden-Harris mask on. And I just, I walked up to her car and she just started honking in celebration. And I was yelling at her and she was honking and I was recording her, she was recording me and she was dancing in her car and I was dancing in front of the car. And it was just one of those things that I'll never forget. So I just hope that, you know, obviously I understand that we're not always in agreement, but when you have a chance to celebrate each other as I looked at it, celebrating uh, black people and celebrating a chance for redemption and for rejuvenation and for freedom and for love, you've got to take it sometimes, you know? Yeah, I mean, Marcus, how, how did it feel to you watching the ongoing days eventually, eventually yeah. come out to a projected winner? Right. It was uh, not only was it stressful, not just for all of us, but just the anticipation and like the anxiety that was built up. You know, it was, uh, um, you know, I'm not I'm not going to say which way I swung either. But again, hey, man, <laughs> I'm right there with you, D.C. <laughs> I already get it, man. So, you know, just just in general to see how everything played out. And it, it just felt like once they had the projected winner, the it felt like so much weight was just lifted off the shoulders. You know, I'm not sure if everyone else felt like that. That's what I experienced, you know, and especially being in news, it's just, there's so much that goes on, you know, you can't be biased and things like that. And I 100% understand that's the profession, 
but just to see the way that Portland carried itself afterwards. You know, I, I was walking down the road afterwards and just to go get a coffee and there was people dancing in the street, just like you said, uh, JC, and just like, you know. Now not dancing as well as me, just clarify <laughs> people, people, you know, giving each other high fives, chest bumping, uh, everything like that. It was just, it was awesome to see, man, just to see the unity and kind of the love and, and the, the stress that looked like it kind of was lifted off everyone's shoulders. I thought that was impressive and, and just the way that everyone carries himself now. It just seems like we're doing a lot better, right? And now I'm not, I'm not trying to be biased, but that's just what, what it seems like for me. But what about you, Annie? How'd you feel about it? Yeah. Um, the fact that it was carried out, I mean, that it went on for so many days and we, we expected that going into it because of the accommodations that we had to make, you know, due to the pandemic. But mm-hmm. to be trying to study in medical school <laughs> while also keeping my eyes glued to the TV, was just like something I never thought I would live, um, mm-hmm. honestly. But yeah, I, I mean, I think there was definitely a sigh of relief that was felt collectively. I think especially, I, w- I don't want to generalize um, because I, you know, everyone has their own experience, but I think especially women everywhere felt a collective sigh of relief and I was one of them. Um, and I think for the first time in a while, I felt hopeful about the future again. Um, and I, you know, I, I was, I know I've discussed this previously with you guys. I'm not thrilled about Joe Biden. I'm not thrilled about Kamala Harris. There's room for improvement on both of their parts. However, they were the, they were the most hopeful choice for me, I think in that election. Um, but I don't think we should be complicit and just say like, okay, well, everything's great now because there are a lot of things um, that I think both of them need to work on in their policy. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that takes shape in the next few years. Uh, if the feds are listening, uh, Madame Harris, uh, VP elect, <laughs> please still invite uh, Marcus Greaves and I to the White House. This <laughs> Michael does not need to come. I just want you to know if you're listening to this, if you ever get a chance to this, uh, we are not complicit in what she just said. And we would love to uh, take your offer, even, you know, uh, cha-cha slide in the White House. Okay, thank you. Yeah, please recognize I speak for myself and only myself. Right, that'd be great. No, yeah, any, no but I mean, don't get, don't get me in trouble. I just don't want to go to the cookout. Yeah, thank you. But I know Andy's right, though. I mean, everybody has can learn and grow, and uh, and that's what we need, and that's what we need for America to move forward. So, yeah, I mean, I, I love what we covered today. I love having the chance to talk to Marcus and Any, and uh, we love our followers. Keep listening to us. We're just. We're just having a good time, but we like to discuss things that matter to you. When I talked about hope is just having, having a better handling of this pandemic that we're living through, you know, having someone with a plan for pandemic management. And I know Jason and I have probably spoken at length about the medical side of this, but Marcus in the sports world, you know, we're starting to see the effects of really widespread um, infections. So Shed some light on that. Tell us what you're seeing. Right. So the thing is, is that college football, uh, it, it's back, right? So is the NFL. A lot of sports are starting to come back, ease their way into things. But something to keep in mind, and this hasn't been, this isn't new news. It's the fact that you have to still be safe and find a way to make, to have a, a legit plan. And um, something that caught my mind just the other day, which is not very good, was Washington State. They took on Oregon State Beavers um, in college football just this last Saturday. I went and covered the game. 
Nick Rolovich, who was Washington State's head coach after the game, after Washington State beat the Beavers, came out in the, in the press conference and he said they were missing 32 players. So, um, you know, obviously being a media member, we asked, you know, where are the 32 players? And he says 32 guys are out. He did not say it was COVID related, but um, in a way he said it was COVID related. So mm. these are the type of things where that's extremely irresponsible. And quite frankly, that's just, that's one of the most foolish things I've ever heard a head coach say, because he said, let's not focus on COVID. You know, we just won a Pac-12 football game. Like, let's talk about that. No, we're not going to talk about that. That's the whole problem with everybody in this pandemic right now is that I think the majority of us, most of us understand the seriousness of this. We understand, yes, it is not fun. It's, it's nobody likes to be in this situation and everything like that in regards to the medical side of things, but you have to care for everybody else and you have to be responsible and and just have a place in your heart some some empathy for everybody else man I mean not everyone is young healthy like we are some people you know if they get this they could potentially die from it right and we've starting to see that but to have a head coach of a, of a college football team come out and say listen you know I know that there's 32 players whether they tested positive or not there's 32 players out you know I'm gonna go ahead and, and throw it out there it's probably because COVID related stuff but he the fact that he wants to shove it under the rug and just be like listen Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about the win. No, you cannot do that. That is the problem that everyone that we are in right now. So college football, I don't know, you guys. It's in the sports world. People are trying to shove it under the rug and put sports in the in the spotlight exactly how it's always been. I think sports is a great way. Right. And sports is a great way for people to disconnect from the real world, like we've talked about in so many episodes. But right now, um, you know, game after game, week after week, there's there's these games are getting canceled because a lot of guys, a lot of coaches can't take it serious, right? They, they're they not willing to do what you have to do in order to have a full football season and have it be effective, right? So well, a lot of Americans aren't aren't either. Exactly. Look at I said, I tweeted, I said, I know Marcus is a man of tweets, so I'll hit my, my Twitter <laughs> for a second. I just said, you know, the world is saying there's a pandemic on the rise. There is turmoil in America, period. Americans are saying, the Oklahoma City Thunder have moved their assistant coach to head coach, period. It's like, <laughs> what the, what world are we living in America? Right. That's a problem. And I understand that we did the, we did the, we did the worst thing we probably could have. We moved forward with sports because we needed a way for people to disconnect and stuff like that. And now we have put more people in jeopardy. And now we're kind of like, well, can we back out? Oh, no, no. Cause that's a, that's a sign of failure mm-hmm. or a sign that, you know, and it's like, or is it a sign of just being smart? So mm-hmm. That's the question for the audience. Absolutely. Well, one thing that I always notice when I'm watching a game is, okay, are they just playing like recordings of audience sounds or do they actually have an audience? No, the, the, no. Some, everyone's different. So some, some states have, uh, they have live fans there. You know, they, they let them get to 25% capacity. Uh, we, saw Notre, we saw with Notre Dame who rushed the field. <laughs> rushed the field with a packed stadium. Yeah, that's a well, like okay, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of people there. There were a lot <laughs> you know of people. And so, there like, were a lot you of see things people. like that, and you're just like, man, these guys are not taking it serious. So, well, it's just one of those things where it's like it's a different time, and you have to recognize that. Mm-hmm. Like everyone right. has to recognize that this isn't two years ago, mm-hmm. you, this, and we yeah. want it to be. Yeah. Or how about we want to get to two years from now and be back to living our lives the way we can, but we can yeah. only get there if we make sacrifices each of us on a day that's about sacrifice, right? 11-11, we all need to make individual sacrifices that are nowhere near what we've asked of our soldiers, but Mm -hmm. still individually, like we need to wake up. Yeah, 
it's a it's it's interesting ride right now, you guys, and especially being in the sports world. I will say it's tough sometimes to try and you know send out the tweets, focus on sports when even myself, I, I see some of these people, you know, rushing the field or doing things like that, and I'm like, man, this is not this is not what we should be focused on. You know, we shouldn't be focused on football right now if we have 32 players from Washington State who are out with potentially COVID. You know, there's a lot of bigger things in sports. Yeah, well, I just appreciate even as a sports analyst that you that you have that that wherewithal. I mean, I knew that, you know, when I first met you, but that that recognition, we just need people to have recognition and awareness and go forward from there. Right. Marcus Greaves, he's a man of many layers. MG, baby. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, Marcus, thanks for your analysis. Jason, thank you for sharing your quotes and your thoughts. Um, yeah. I think it's time to call it. I think it's time to call it. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this episode of the Underrepresented Perspective. Keep an eye out for our next episode.